Um, not all. I'm not uh, at all surprised because I think he uh, exactly knew what uh, he signed to in this deal, um, and he knew that eventually, at some point, uh, just prior to the implementation of the um, of the peace agreement, he needs to be in in, in Cuba. You know, so yeah, definitely, um, many people were frustrated South Sudanese because of the delays that had happened, and it put. Uh, the implementation of the peace agreement a little bit back, but he's coming actually marks a watershed, and we believe that with his presence in Cuba now, then now will begin the challenges of implementing the real peace agreement. And um, that delay took an entire eight months. But what people are wondering now, and I'm sure South Sudanese themselves, um, is whether he will toe the official line insofar as governance is concerned. Well, I think, yes, that was the most crucial uh, question. I think he's also aware of it because when he landed in Cuba and um, after his um, uh, swearing in, um, of course, he was expecting, uh, um, uh, he was expected to make a statement and he really didn't much ma- make much more of a statement than really to say, you know, I really don't want to make a lot to outline how the uh, agreement is going to be implemented and what is really needed because he said actually the um, what is in the agreement is actually going to be the program of work that we as a government, uh, transitional government of national unity have to, to carry out. So he, he's aware actually of uh, the daunting charges, uh, the daunting task that is ahead of him and, and President uh, Kerry himself and that was why he said there would definitely be challenges, but he said with the political will, he's sure that uh, they will be able to implement uh, the peace agreement. Let's hope so, because if we, you know, just flash back our memories, uh, the reason why that conflict arose in the first place was because he didn't agree with uh, President Kerr about the way the country was being run. Um, But now that he is back um, with these accusations that he had planned a coup to topple the incumbent president, just how exactly are they going to move forward? And I think that these are uh, being addressed in, in the peace agreement itself. If you, you even listen to the statements after the peace agreement, I think both sides have been um, very clear in, in, in saying that they should be committed in opening because they admitted that this was uh, uh, had come out within the party. And remember... Uh, Riyad Machado was the vice president then, so if there was anything that the government of South Sudan was playing for, so he was the, the most, the second most powerful person in the country, and therefore for him just to turn around and say, uh, Fakir as the president was not doing his best and not running the country in the best, really is not a, a non-start at all. So if there is a blame, he's actually part of the blame. So I think he realizes that and after signing the peace agreement, I think uh, the peace agreement addresses so uh, some of the shortages, um, which I think uh, came out and resulted into the conflict in the first place. And I think if if if, if the commitment is there, as by, by both uh, President uh, Salfakir himself and Vice President Dr. Machar, and I think is there, then uh, people can be able to move forward. Um. So this means that he's been absolved now completely of any wrongdoing? Well, actually, if you also see in part of the negotiation, it was like we have to open a new uh, chapter of history. But, you know, what we are talking about now is not really 
talking about whether somebody has been absolved at all or not. But I think uh, there has been a call uh, from from uh, from uh, board leaders um, that we should actually move the country towards um, a process of national healing and reconciliation. Remember, it's not only about the leadership of the SPLM that is that reconciliation and national healing, but the whole of South Sudanese, uh, South Sudan as a nation, because you know there were many people who have been affected directly or indirectly with the war. And therefore, if we have to come back together as a, uh, as a nation, that is really a crucial thing for all of South Sudan, not just for the leadership of the SKLM. And now what happens to the army and the weapons that um, Mashar brought to Juba for his personal security? Well, I think uh, that has also was part of, of the agreement uh, in the uh, security arrangement. Um, um, uh, Dr. Yair Machar was allowed a number of soldiers that were to to move to Juba with him. Now, I think the, under, the misunderstanding that actually has happened was that the first component of the, the army, which was supposed to be part of the uh, the police and actually the army itself, was supposed to come with that, those armaments in the in the first place because that that is part of the whole armament for for the contingency that that came with him. So that is something that is known in the peace agreement and it was part of the um, security arrangement and something that has been agreed on into. So I think the misunderstanding then that delayed and people asked about the, the, the clearances was that if you remember uh, that that flight was actually originating from um, from Gabela which is a foreign territory and uh, I think the misunderstanding was bringing arms from uh, a foreign country inside into the country always need to be clear. But if they were to move with that as a one part of the of the component, uh, the army that moved from Malakal and directly from Bagat, I think there should haven't been any issue in the first place. So, His Excellency, does this mean there's new hope for peace in South Sudan? Yes, definitely. We are not just really working for, uh, hoping for peace, but we are going to work for peace because I think that's what every each and every South Sudanese needs because at the end of the day i mean the leadership the people of south sudan the region and the international community really agree that uh, this um, state of insecurity and war doesn't help anybody not just only in south sudan but even in the whole region so i think it is not only me as the ambassador but i think uh, all south sudanese the international community we need to work for peace and people really need to help south sudan to settle down to Thank you so much, uh, Ambassador uh, of South Sudan to South Africa, His Excellency Philip Jadana Natana, and brings us up to 7.30. Time for a full news bulletin with Kumbuzile Tabete.